the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every deal is a steal. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has expressed his gratitude to the staff of the National Health Service for saving his life when his experience with the coronavirus could have, quote, gone either way. Johnson says he's seen in firsthand the pressure the people of Britain's National Health Service are under. I've seen the personal courage, not just of the doctors and nurses, but of everyone. The cleaners, the cooks, the healthcare workers of every description. Physios, radiographers, pharmacists who've kept coming to work, kept putting themselves in harm's way. Johnson's office says he'll continue his recovery at the Prime Minister's country house. Also on SRNews.com, Italy recorded the lowest number of new coronavirus deaths in three weeks, saying 431 people died in the past day to bring its total to 19,899. This is SRN News. They call this sheltering in place. Sometimes it feels lonely. Sometimes you get overwhelmed. That's when the radio comes on and the person on the other side is somebody you know, somebody you respect, somebody you trust. And in just a few minutes, you start to understand we can get through this. Everybody else is going through the same thing. What we're going through is hard. This radio station is going to get me through it all. We're all going to make it. On AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. With an abundance of misinformation being spread online, we're doing everything we can to keep you informed and up to date. Right now, if you go to the homepage at am1280thepatriot.com, you can see the latest updates surrounding COVID-19. Just go to our website and click COVID-19 updates and resources. Just past 2 o'clock Easter Sunday, let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Winter storm warning all day long, high of 32. And we got hour two, Brad Carlson show of the Narn right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280, Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, you can uh, click on a li- like us right there. And uh, normally we do a Facebook Live, but, well, the jig is up. I'm not in the studio today. I'm actually broadcasting from my home office. Uh, I apologize, folks, at the outset of the show, had a little flub. I didn't have my mic settings uh, set up 100% correctly. Uh, In fact, they were set up 0% correctly. (laughs) But we got through it. It's all good. Uh, I kept talking until I was heard and, you know, fiddled around and got the right mic setting. But we're all good. And uh, we are ready to move on with the second hour of the broadcast. And again, we'd love to hear from you, 651-289-4488. How are you handling this particular Easter Sunday, when you're used to getting together with family and you're used to maybe going to church. I mean, my wife and I, that's our Easter tradition. We love going to church on Easter Sunday and and being there not only with our fellow congregants, but you get people who 
go to church typically only on Christmas and Easter. And, you know, they're they're kind of dinged a little bit called CEOs, you know, Christmas, Easter only or Creasters. But you know what? Anybody who sets foot in the house of God should be welcomed with open arms because we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And uh, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so we could have eternal life. Not just those who go to church regularly. All of us have that opportunity. And so we love to be amongst, among that crowd, and we love to be with our loved ones at Easter. But during this time of self-isolation, well, it's not possible. So how are you doing it? How are you handling it? Are you doing okay? Uh, because I miss my family. You know, I miss my, my friends at, at church. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly one of the difficulties being in this particular situation, but we're getting by. And it's through our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ who sustains us each and every day that helps get us through. And again, we'll talk about the real meaning of Easter at the end of the broadcast. But obviously, I want to address a few things about the COVID-19 pandemic, because let's be honest, it impacts our lives, our everyday lives, and it has impacted our everyday lives for the better part of about a month now. And the one concern that I had as a someone who believes strongly in civil liberties and the Bill of Rights is when government put in place some of these stay-at-home orders, these shelter-in-place orders, or these... Well, first it started here in Minnesota with Governor Walls around St. Patrick's Day shutting down all the bars and restaurants with the exception of allowing curbside service or, you know, to-go service. You know, my wife and I, we want to support small businesses in our area, so we've been ordering from some of the restaurants in the area once per week. And we use the you know we use some of these uh, drive up services, whether it be DoorDash or, or Grubhub or whatever. And you know we we like to tip these drivers handsomely because you know they're they're obviously extra busy at this point in time. And let's face it, we all need to make a living, and and it's becoming pretty sparse these days. With the as I mentioned one of the last segments, seventeen million unemployment claims in a three week span from the end of March through the first week of April. So. What the situation is, is with gov- with Tim Walls was given these emergency powers to enact and has acted upon the information that was given to him by his health officials and said, look, the best way to stem the tide of spreading of this very uh, highly infectious disease is to socially distance, to stay apart from each other. And so we're going to be sure that there's no opportunity to congregate in these restaurants, these crowded areas by saying, look, these areas, these are going to be shut down and we're going to issue a government decree. Well, the concern that a lot of people like myself had, again, big believer in the Bill of Rights, civil liberties, is would there, would there be a proper balance struck between the government making decisions to protect us all but also protecting our civil liberties. And this is a concern that has come up, particularly in the state of Kentucky, where there was uh, a pair, I think it was in the uh, city of Louisville, where the mayor there had said they were going to have police out taking down the license plate around church, license plate numbers of cars going into churches. And if there was seen to be heavy traffic and the possibility of people not following the social distancing protocols, they would take down the license plates of those cars, reach out to the the automobile owners, and mandate that they self-quarantine for two weeks. I, I, I'm stunned by that. I, that's insane. And thankfully, uh, that, that, uh, that particular uh, order that was brought down was immediately challenged in court, and a judge overturned it and said, no, that's not going to happen, okay? But if it could happen someplace like that, where where else is it happening that it's escaping notice? And this is what the proper role of the federal government is, is to ensure that our rights are safeguarded, okay? They're not there to protect us from ourselves, so to speak. I mean, I get it. There are certain instances where they have to step in and declare national emergencies to ensure that the citizens are protected because if someone is infected with coronavirus and is out and about and is a risk at spreading it around to others, okay, you have to be you have to limit the possibility of that happening. Okay, basically protecting the citizens, but 
it's also ensuring that you don't trample on your civil liberties. And Attorney General William Barr, his office, particularly the Justice Department, has said, yeah, they're going to take a look to be sure that these regulations that were handed down weren't in violation of people's constitutional rights. And this was a story that uh, was posted at Fox News yesterday. Uh, The Department of Justice says to expect action on government regulation of religious services amid COVID-19 outbreak. The Department of Justice may take action next week against local governments that have cracked down on religious services as widespread parts of the country are shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic, a DOJ spokesperson said Saturday. While social distancing policies are appropriate during this emergency, they must be applied even-handedly and not single out religious organizations, DOG Director of Communications Carrie Cupix uh, uh, tweeted. She said the Attorney General William Barr is monitoring such regulations. The DOJ move would come as some churches are standing up to city governments that have blocked them from holding in-person services during the outbreak, even in drive-in formats that keep people separated and in their own cars. A judge in Louisville, Kentucky on Saturday issued a temporary restraining order blocking enforcement of Mayor Greg Fisher's ban on drive-in church services there. The mayor's decision is stunning. District Judge Justin Walker, a former clerk to Supreme Court, Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh wrote in a memorandum to the order, and it is beyond all reason unconstitutional. Okay, this is how this is where uh, government is doing what it's supposed to safeguarding our constitutional rights. If you have local governments that are infringing upon them, then that's where the federal government has the authority to step in and take a look at this. And in this case, uh, a lawsuit was brought right in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was quickly overturned. Now, I I don't understand what, what Mayor Fisher of Louisville was thinking with this. This is a drive-in format, all right? Restaurants, there are still fast food restaurants that are open. And guess what? What's the only way to get your food? Through the drive-thru, right? Or or maybe some are offering curbside pickup. I don't know, but the drive-thru. So if, if restaurants are allowing drive-up services, drive-thru, why in the world... Can't you drive through the parking lot in your church, you know, where you drive in, kind of turn around and go right back on out? We've seen these. We've seen a lot of these. You know, and we've seen it with kids' birthday parties. You know, kids are disappointed that their big birthday party that was supposed to happen this year is not going to happen because of these social distancing protocols. So family members arrange for friends and, say, other family members to kind of drive in a parade down the street and kind of wave from a distance to the child, wish him a happy birthday whatever else, okay, in order to stay in compliance. So how is it that a church it doesn't get the same uh, respect, doesn't get the same courtesy here, all right? The only explanation, and again, I'm not casting aspersions on Mayor Fisher, but you have to, you have to wonder, is this some sort of religious bias here? W- what else do you make of it? It's, it's just absolutely stunning to me. So thankfully, the uh, this Louisville judge stepped in and uh, and stopped it accordingly. I'll continue with this Fox News story. Freedom of religion is the first of the five freedoms guaranteed by the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Its text begins. Separately, in Greenville, Mississippi, two churches have said that police came to their drive-in services and threatened to find worshipers. Churches are strongly encouraged to hold services via Facebook Live, Zoom, free conference call, and any other social media, streaming, and telephonic platforms. Mayor Eric Simmons' office said in an April 7th press release announcing a ban on in-person and drive-in church services. Attorneys with Alliance Defending Freedom have filed a lawsuit challenging that order on behalf of the Temple Church, uh, Baptist Church in Greenville. Now, again, a case might be able to be made for these governments threatening to fine individuals if they are violating the social distancing protocols. Okay, you're still allowed to practice your religion, all right, but there still has to remain protocols in place. And you know what? Most churches, particularly the church my wife and I attend, they are doing everything possible to ensure that takes place. I remember the—I'm trying to think it was um, 
Yeah, it was March 15th. So this was before uh, Governor Walls issued any kind of executive orders, but it was still strongly encouraged, hey, social distancing, remain six feet apart. Uh, they, Our church was already taking precautions. If you're wanting to come to the sanctuary to worship, that's fine, but we're only going to allow a certain number of people here to allow for being six feet apart, you know, because the uh, CDC already put down that uh, recommendation. This is the best way to thwart this is to remain six feet apart from other individuals. And also we have several rooms within this building to where you can get together and also maintain six feet apart. So if you want to come, you're just not all going to be in one room at one time. You're going to have to spread out. And when we pass the offering plate around, we're not going to pass the offering plate around, obviously. So we'll just leave it at the end. And if you want to, say, leave your offering there at the end of service or what have you, or we have drop boxes, you can do that there. So my point is, is that places of worship are absolutely more than willing to adhere to these government mandates, these uh, executive orders that are handed down. So there's, it, to, to me, this just seems like overkill a lot of these municipalities and counties coming in and threatening to fine worshipers. Now, again, if they were doing it to thumb their nose at at authority, that's irresponsible. That's one thing. But what I'm finding is a lot of these congregations are absolutely willing to adhere to these, uh, again, to these executive orders. So uh, this is just creating a problem where there isn't any in the first place. And uh, there is going to be a lot of pushback on this. Again, I'm all I'm I'm 100% understanding about uh shall we say the uh executive orders that have to be handed down for purposes of public health but this definitely uh, seems like overkill 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also reach you out via Twitter at hashtag #narnshow hashtag #narn show let's take a break when we come back uh, we'll talk uh, some more local angles uh, or at least some local angles regarding the COVID-19 pandemic right here AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. It pays to be kind when you enter the kindness challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the kindness challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. Warning. If you thought it was safe putting your money into a retirement plan all these years, then think again, because you're about to get sucker punched by the biggest tax to hit Americans' retirement savings in over a 100 years. Everything you've worked for and put away for retirement, this Congress is coming for it, using a new law that gives the IRS the green light to be able to confiscate 30% or more of your retirement savings. It's all spelled out in plain English in this free new book from the Center for Retirement Security. Get your free copy of The New American Retirement Plan and learn how you can still take back your retirement from the prying hands of Uncle Sam. Simply text the word RETIRE to 95999. On page 62, you'll learn the first move you need to make to save your IRAs and 401k. On page 143, how you can legally collect up to 76% more every month on your Social Security payouts. Text RETIRE to 95999 for your free copy. Text RETIRE to 95999. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. 
SurroundMSP.com. Connecting you with new customers. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. Welcome back. AM It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can find my Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, uh, okay, I want to make sure I have the hashtag up, because sometimes I give out the hashtag to leave a comment or question, and I don't always have it up. <laughs> but I have it up, so we're good. And you can also check out our Facebook page, too, by the way. Go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like if you have not done so already. I'm usually, uh, I usually give my uh, show preview uh, as well uh, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, so you kind of get a sneak peek of some of the things I'm talking about on the broadcast today. Like uh, today, we're continuing to talk about COVID-19 and some new stories. I have purchased their online service, particularly the app, and I always get breaking news updates from our, our local news. They are always giving an update on our daily uh, totals with, when it comes to COVID-19, particularly the new cases of it and how many have uh, succumbed to this ailment. And this is from this morning. Uh, yes, yeah, so this morning, Mark Gottfried at Pioneer Press. There has been an additional 194 Minnesotans testing positive for coronavirus, and six more have died, the the State Department of Health announced Sunday. Previously, the most new confirmed cases in a day were the 94 announced on Friday. The Minnesota Department of Health typically releases numbers through 4 p.m. the day previous, Sunday's information included data through 8 p.m. Saturday. COVID-19 has claimed the lives of 70 people, a doubling of the fatalities in a six-day span. Uh, you know, it's people see that and they're like, oh, my goodness, it's getting worse. And this is what we were warned about. We were warned at the federal level from President Trump and at the local level by Minnesota Governor Tim Walls that the next week or two, we were going to see an uptick in fatalities as this spread. This is what was expected. Is it heartbreaking? Is it difficult to read about? Yes, on both accounts. No doubt about it. But this is part of the situation that we're enduring here. And now the thing I'd like to know is are we doing more testing? There have been some data that has shown that Minnesota, the uptick in testing has increased, but not significantly. So when it says here that the most new confirmed cases in a day were 94 announced on Friday, well, obviously that was usurped with today's data showing 194. That's quite an uptick. Well, if we have more than doubled the number of tests that have been administered, then the percentage may be around the same as, as new cases, so percentage of uh, positive cases. So this is something to, to definitely uh, keep an eye upon. Uh, and Walls, uh, this, past, uh, this past week, held his daily press briefings and got some pushback on some of the numbers that were being released. And one indication was that there was going to be ultimately 22,000 deaths in the state of Minnesota, the state of Minnesota as a result of COVID-19. 22,000. I mean, that's we heard on the news at the top of the hour. Italy, as an entire country, has got just shy 20,000 now. But yet the whole state of Minnesota? Really? We're expecting 22,000? What, what is this being based on? And this is the, this is the issue that I have with you know, Governor Walz's press briefings. I thought his leadership has been pretty solid through this. But unfortunately, uh, he has 
kind of been kind of irritable, or he has been a little irritable when, when he's gotten some pushback asking for what is the basis of this claim. And I'll read a little bit of this. This is from uh, the Minnesota Sun, uh, dot com. Uh, Anthony Gaskowski wrote about this. Uh, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz held a press conference Friday afternoon to discuss the modeling the state is using in its coronavirus response, but faced harsh criticism for initially closing the briefing to the public. The model in question developed by researchers at the University of Minnesota predicts that the state will have 22,000 deaths over the course of the pandemic. 22,000. That, that, again, I'm just, I'm shell-shocked by that number because, again, Italy has like 19,900, just shy of 20,000. Yet we're expected 22,000 in this state alone? In what time frame? Again, these were some of the questions that were asked, and the governor seemed to provide a little pushback. Well, you know, it's not that we're skeptical per se. We just want to know what this is being based on, based upon. Uh, and again, this is uh, apparently... It was answered that the 22,000 deaths will be over the course of the pandemic. Okay. Well, what are you considering the course of it? I mean, how long? I mean, through the summer? And that includes, you know, it coming back, say, in the fall season? Because there's talk from medical experts say that it will subside in the summer because the heat will will overwhelm it. And if we're practicing the social distancing like we're supposed to, it, it won't have anywhere to go. And that combined with the heat will effectively die it down, but then it will tick back up in, in the fall. So we including like a year from now, six months from now, when? What 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 are they considering the course of the pandemic as far as far as the time frame? Uh that prediction takes into account the governor the governor's uh stay at home order, which was extended until May fourth. Now the stay at home order was uh slated to end this past week, I think this past Monday, Tuesday time frame. Don't even remember exactly when but then it was extended to May 4th. And to me, I was already mentally preparing for it to be through the entire month of April because President Trump had said a couple a week or two ago, time's kind of running together. For all I know, it could have been just last week. It seemed like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> but within the past couple of weeks, how about that? President Trump had indicated that after consulting with his coronavirus task force that the April 12th date to get America back to work, so to speak, which is, well, today— uh, was a goal, and when doctors Fauci and Burks, the members of his coronavirus task force, indicated, you know, Mr. President, that's not realizable based on this data, it would be best to extend the federal guidelines to April 30th, the president acquiesced to that. Now, the the federal-level uh, mandates have nothing to do with closing down businesses. They leave that to the states because— that's how federalism works. And it's amazing to me, this may be an aside, how media members and the uh, blue check pundits on Twitter don't have any concept of federalism. They're just outraged, outraged that the president is deferring to states and municipalities and counties on deciding what's best for their regions as far as how to handle this. Well, that's our system of government. You know who else thought that was a good idea? Oh, I don't know. The people who drafted the Constitution of the United States? <coughs> but I digress. So the president indicated, look, the federal guidelines for social distancing remain at least six feet apart. You know, stay at home if possible. If you're able to work from home, please do. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. I mean, these were recommendations handed down by the feds, Okay. There weren't any mandates in order. Really, the only place the federal government has a role in is to declare states uh, a disaster area, and then they would be that would automatically kick in their eligibility for federal assistance from the government, which the president has now declared each of the 50 states disaster areas. So therefore, they're eligible for money from the feds. That's their role in this. And this idea that people just don't grasp that concept uh, is a damning indictment on their education if they were even taught the concept of federalism. But again, <clears throat> I'm going off in a bunch of different areas. Continuing with this Minnesota Sun story, however, the popular model developed by the University of, Minnes of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation predicts that Minnesota will have just 442 deaths over the next four months. So that's 2% of what this University of Minnesota model is indicating. So again... When people are questioning this data, 
they're wanting to know why there's such a disparity between the two models. You know, let's let's let, let's get some transparency here. Again, we're not denying that the shelter in place orders that are handed down are are good or bad. We just want to know why there's such a disparity between some incredibly uh, intelligent people, undoubtedly in in both of these uh, institutions. Just absolute crazy town to me. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also reach out. Uh, via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. We'll continue talking about some more local angles of the COVID-19 pandemic when we come back. And it's me, Brad Carlson. Yes, I am live and in person broadcasting on this Easter Sunday. Happy Easter to you all. Look forward to talking to you. Hope to hear from you. And we'll be back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Do you have a relief factor success story that you'd be willing to share here on my show? If so, I'd like you to call Relief Factor on 800-500-8384 and option 5. And tell them your pain-free success story. We'd love to hear it. And maybe I'll play it on my show. That's 800-500-8384, option 5. In the meantime, for all the rest of you still struggling with pain, you've already heard many testimonials about neck, back, shoulder, hip, or knee pain. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son owners of Relief Factor, have created the three-week quick starter pack, and they've discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Pain from getting older, exercise, or just everyday living is no fun. That's why Pete and Seth created this amazing 100% drug-free supplement, and now tens of thousands of people are taking it every day. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. I'm Mick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now, here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. One advantage for me broadcasting at home is Jason doesn't have to see the awkward antics of me and my head bobbing when I uh, when I hear that bumper music. So that's good for him, I guess. <laughs> well, makes things a little bit boring from my end here in the Patriot Bunker. 
Yeah, I like to. What? What? I'm just your source of entertainment. Is that what you're trying to tell? At me? least on Sunday afternoons between one and three, Brad. Absolutely, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we always and uh, always enjoy broadcasting, and uh, yeah, we're we're practicing the proper social distancing, uh, 35 miles approximately. <laughs> right. To be perfectly honest, so. <laughs> I mean, we were fine because we had the big pane of glass between us, but this is even better, oh, I sure. suppose. Yeah, you know, and again. Um, Typically, it was there. There was only a handful of us, you know, on Sunday, so it was like we were able to maintain the proper distancing. That wasn't an issue, but you know, we like to exercise caution and and adhere to uh, all of the uh, uh, social distancing orders that are being put down. And and like I say, I'm basically in the same 100 foot spot six days a week, you know? right? <laughs> I mean, uh, between my day job and and watching church on the internet, and of course now that I'm broadcasting here, so. Uh, you know, it's 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 temporary. We get that, but uh, we hope you, the listeners, are are enjoying uh, your Easter Sunday. Yes, I am live, so feel free to give us a call six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. But if you can't call because you want to spend time with your family, and mo- many of you are probably doing it virtually, that is perfectly understandable. But I do want to talk about Easter in the uh, final segment and what it means to what it means to me. But I do want to get to some more local angles regarding the. COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Minnesota Senator uh, Scott Jensen, he's a Republican out of uh, Carver County, and he's also a physician. And he made some news this past week indicating that he had received a seven-page document uh, from the Minnesota Department of Health on how doctors should go about filing out a cause of death certificate. Now, this was uh, on Valley News Live in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And I'll read from the station's website. Uh, The letter from the Minnesota Department of Health gives advice to physicians, physician assistants, and others who certify deaths. The doctor says the letter takes you to a CDC website that has recommendations on how to include COVID-19 as a diagnosis for someone who has never tested for COVID-19. Say I have a nursing home patient that's frail and 88 years old and comes down with a cough and a fever and after three days ends up passing away from pneumonia. I'm not going to put influenza on that death certificate, Dr. Jensen said, so I doubt that I would be inclined to put COVID-19. Dr. Jensen says each state's reported death numbers are making a lot of people fearful, adding that getting the number right is critical, especially during a pandemic. I worry about that sometimes we're so darn interested in jazzing up the fear the fear factor that sometimes people's ability to think for themselves is paralyzed if they're frightened enough, said Dr. Jensen. One of the scenarios listed under the CDC guidance for certifying deaths due to coronavirus says, although no testing was done, the coroner determined that the likely underlying cause of death was COVID-19 given the patient's symptoms and exposure to an infected individual. So is the Minnesota state data reliable? Again, a quote from Dr. Jensen. I don't have any position to question that, said Dr. Jensen. I know that I've talked with nursing staff who have been involved with people who have passed away that either had living wills or were on hospice care. And in some of those situations, I have been led to believe that there may have been a COVID-19 diagnosis included on the death certificate document without having had a COVID-19 confirmed laboratory test. He says that the public isn't stupid, and if you start messing with the numbers, you're going to wish you didn't. So this is something that Dr. Deborah Burks at the national level, again, she one of the members of uh, President Trump's coronavirus task force, and then she, along with doctors, Dr. Anthony Fauci, are pretty much seen daily during President Trump's daily briefings, because President Trump gives a briefing every single day on the progress in fighting this pandemic. And one of the things she flat out admitted to was, yeah, you know, if people are showing symptoms of COVID-19 and there are very specific symptoms to this, but say they already had a terminal illness, say with cancer or some other terminal illness, that, yeah, on the death certificate, we're going to cite COVID-19. Now, Again, I understand that if this has been said, this is especially susceptible to the elderly, particularly 65 years and older. Now, 
both my parents are older than 65, so they might resent that I refer to those people as elderly. But hey, these are the CDC's terminology, not mine. <clears throat> so if, say, these patients are already battling, uh, say, a flu bug or pneumonia or, you know, like a terminal illness like cancer or, you know, name any other terminal illness, but all of a sudden, through awful luck, they get infected with COVID-19. Does that make sense to list the cause of death as COVID-19? I, I don't know. I'm asking a serious question. Now, admittedly, if elderly patients have some serious illnesses, because pneumonia in, in, in a younger person, it's, it's serious, but certainly not terminal. Whereas if you have elderly people who already have lung issues and they get stricken with pneumonia, yeah, then, it, then, it's, then that's a terminal illness. Okay. And then all of a sudden, say they contract COVID on top of it. Would that COVID-19, the coronavirus, would that exacerbate the condition they already have? Yeah, absolutely. Would it expedite death? Probably. But if, say, they were in the process of dying and maybe going to die a week or two later, all right, does it make sense to cite COVID-19 as a cause of death coronavirus? Again, I'm asking a serious question. I don't know. I'm not saying this rhetorically. I'm not saying that I have a big issue with this because there's so so much nuance. And, you know, you get a lot of people who are saying, well, they're just trying to gin up the numbers for COVID-19. You know, people are politicizing that they want to make President Trump look bad. They want to make him look inept and say that his response to this was slow. And, yeah, that may be true of some people, but anybody who's in a position of power, is that necessarily true of, true of them? I, I don't know. You know, again, this— the, the the difficult situation, and people are pointing this out, is like, look, you're having someone like a Dr. Anthony Fauci make a lot of critical decisions that are driving policy in the president's decisions on how to go about attacking this, but yet he's an unelected bureaucrat. Okay, he has no accountability. He doesn't have to face the voters. So he could pretty much say things, say what he wants. He could have an agenda, and if it turns out that he's wrong— Oh, well, he's an unelected bureaucrat. Now, again, I don't want to go down uh, conspiracy theory road at all. But the problem is, is you do have people politicizing this because the U.S. recently passed 20,000 deaths due to coronavirus. Now, again, was it because coronavirus took them out or was it on top of an ailment that people already had and therefore exacerbated their condition and thus they passed away from it? We don't know. But if they're using the criteria like Dr. Jensen is outlying, where they say, well, you know what? They had the symptoms of it, but we never did a, a, a post-mortem test. So we'll just go with COVID-19. You know, I don't know that that's the wisest course of action. But the, po- the, the point is, is that the anti-Trump people want it both ways. They want to look at raw numbers of deaths. They say, well, look at this. We passed Italy. We saw what an absolute horror show the country of Italy was and what they were enduring. And here in the United States, we've surpassed them. Well, that's, that's intellectually dishonest because the United States has five times the population of Italy. Okay. So to say that we're worse than Italy is Again, it's being intellectually dishonest because you want to cite per capita numbers when it comes to testing. Because whenever the Trump administration touts, okay, testing, the numbers of tests are increasing day in and day out, then you have the anti-Trump people say, well, yeah, but is that testing per capita? You know, because when it comes to number of tests per, say, 1,000 citizens, it's less than these other countries. But yet, when it comes to number of deaths... They say, well, look at this. We surpassed 20,000 deaths. That's more than Italy. Yeah, but that is that per capita? Because if you're going by per capita, Italy has five times the deaths per capita than the United States. So so which is it? You know, that, that, again, it's just shining a light on the intellectual dishonesty and the politicization of this. And we don't need that at this point. Is the president beyond criticism? Of course not. Okay, I've been plenty critical of the president in, in the handling of this and how members of his coronavirus task, some of the things they've said, okay? that that That's perfectly fair game. 
But this idea that, you know, people deep down, and again, if some of these people were were honest with us, they would be okay sacrificing thousands of citizens if it meant Trump wouldn't be reelected. Again, I'm not saying that's all leftists. Not at all. Not at all. I'm just saying there are a number that if they feel it hurts the president, that these unemployment claims are hurting the president after the president was touting a great economy for how many consecutive months, and now it's pretty much in the dumper because government has mandated that commerce stop, Okay, that this could be used to, to hurt him. So it's it's just to me this is this is the shame of this whole thing is that nothing escapes politicization at all okay and again that's not to say that our public officials can't be criticized but we have a dishonest media that asks these utterly asinine questions these gotcha questions and they're and they seem to be playing along with it too and politicizing it and and there's just no place for it so again it, it's all about balance. It's all about striking a balance, you know, asking the tough questions and then disseminating the information to people because the media, you know, they get all sanctimonious like, well, it's our, it's our job to make leaders uncomfortable and ask them the, the, the difficult questions. Uh, no, it really isn't. Your job is to ask the questions, disseminate the information. And guess what? The people decide whether they want these leaders back in office or not by going to the ballot box. That's what it's all about. So, a uh, lot to get to regarding this uh, COVID-19 over the next several weeks, I have a feeling, but uh, definitely stay safe out there, folks, and uh, uh, continue to pray for the best uh, and pray for the wisdom of our leaders. That is for certain. Uh, one final segment coming up here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, we've talked enough politics and COVID-19. Let's get to some good news, shall we? He has risen. He has risen indeed. Yeah, one final segment talking about the real meaning of Easter right here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But once you start to understand your options... You can partner with your doctor. And find ways to face NBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find some of yours. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Do you feel a draft whenever you're near your windows? Are you having trouble opening and closing them? Call the experts at Great Plains Windows and Doors. 
Great Plains sells and installs only high-quality Anderson windows and doors, made right here in Minnesota. Don't put off replacing your old windows and doors any longer. When you want the job done right the first time, call Great Plains Windows and Doors. Online at greatplainswindows.com. That's greatplainswindows.com. Welcome back. Hey, I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Happy Easter to all of my listeners. So thankful that you tune in week in and week out. Hope you all are having a blessed Easter Sunday with your family, albeit <laughs> this day and age. You're probably doing it virtually, uh, or at least calling your family. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, Easter isn't canceled. Because the greater meaning of Easter still lives on. This is from, uh, in the Bible, Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed, their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words. In returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Again, that's from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Ah. Uh, Easter's not canceled, folks. The true meaning of Easter is still among us, to commemorate about how God not gave his only son, as it says in John 3.16, he gave his only son that we should not perish but have everlasting life. That's a debt that we can never repay. And it's because he loved us in spite of our sin. You know, God's no respecter of persons. You know, he didn't give his only son so that to lay down so that only church-going people go to heaven. It's for all of us. It's a, called the gift of salvation. That if we acknowledge and claim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and make him Lord of our life, that our book, that our name will be written in that book of life. And that's worth celebrating today. Yeah, a lot of people love celebrating this day with their fellow congregants at their church. My wife and I have been going to the same church for 18 years. Uh, near our home here. And I can think of, I think one other time we were, we were traveling, we we're on a vacation. I think we'd gone out to see my, uh, my dad in California back like 2002. And we were traveling home on Easter Sunday. I think that's the last Sunday that we weren't in our church, but you know what? We still got a good word today from our, from the pastor of our church. And the good news is, is that Jesus is alive and that he's with us each and every day. And especially in these times, uh, I think about how people are hurting now more than ever. You know, living here in a country like America where we have the incredible freedoms endowed by our Creator, okay, we have a tendency to maybe get a little comfortable. We don't really understand how people live in other parts of the world. And I've talked to missionaries who have gone to other parts of the world, and they go into these third-world countries where Citizens are living in squalor, and the children have their bellies distended because they don't eat but a few grains of rice per day, okay? And that's the exact opposite issue we face in this country where obesity is at an all-time high, right? We've, we've got so much here. But in these third-world countries, these people don't have anything. But the, you know what these missionaries tell us? When they start talking about the hope through Christ Jesus, how these citizens' eyes light up. I mean, they're 
their clothes are basically just rags falling off of them. You know, they don't have clean water to practice basic hygiene. And some of them have serious illnesses, but yet their eyes light up when talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, because they know in spite of all of the things that they have been plagued with on this earth, that we're just a whiff of time on this earth, that this isn't our home. And our home, because of what God has promised us by giving of his only son, is is heaven above, right? And so I just like to share that with you, though, you know, we don't get to be with family today, or we don't get to hang out with our fellow members of our church. You know, that's part of our tradition. But, you know, we can still be thankful. You know why? Because the treasures of this earth will eventually fade away. It's only what we do for Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. That's, that's the only thing that will last for eternity. And so that's worth celebrating today, folks. That has me excited. That has me joyful. That has me a tremendous peace, despite the fact that I would love to be with my family and friends, despite the fact that I would love to maybe go outside and go for a run. But today's weather precludes that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And just do the things of normal life. But you know what? Uh, when we're in a world of uncertainty, you know, there's only one certainty, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that laid down the life of his only son loves us as much today as he ever did. He loved He loved each and every one of us before we were born. It says that right in the Word, doesn't it? That he knew us when we were in the womb, knew every hair in our head. Okay, and if, you, if you've looked at me, people say, well, that's not a big deal. You know, everybody knows every hair in your head, but you know what I'm saying. And so I just encourage you to be hopeful, be joyful, okay, because we're not carrying on as normal, and there are some uncertain times, and I don't blame you if you're uneasy or uncertain or maybe even a little anxious. But it also says in the Word, cast all your cares upon him, for he loves us. And I've told this story before. I remember people used to say, as they used to say goodbye to me, they used to say, hey, take care. And I say, no, thanks. Why would I want to take on all that negativity and all that junk? I've cast all my cares upon him because he loves me. And he loves you too, folks. And I hope you know that. I don't care where you are in life. I don't know what you've done in your past. You've heard, this, you've heard the uh, old saying, forgive and forget. Well, not only when you confess of your sins and lay them all down at Jesus' feet, not only does he forgive, he forgets. You're wiped clean. That's part of it. He laid down his life for us. Two days later, he rose again. It's all forgotten. So, folks, thank you so much. I enjoyed sharing with you, as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Have a blessed Easter Sunday, folks. I look forward to hearing from you uh, these next few Sundays. I'll be broadcasting from the home office here. But it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing because I enjoy sharing with you. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com HR. That's bamboohr.com HR. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's
It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Join Dr. Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour. That's am1280thepatriot.com. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov.